Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm really happy to be with you today. We've got a great show in store, but first, let me say thanks so much for all your kindness around the episode from Wednesday, the Q&A. We loved getting to do it and am just really thankful for it. So if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you pop back. And if any of your friends are in a singleness season, if they are waiting to be married or to have kids and need some conversation around that, I hope you will share that episode with them. Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend, Danny Gokey. You know Danny Gokey. We all know and love him. He was a top three finalist on season eight of American Idol, a chart-topping vocalist on Christian radio, and now he's been honored with three Grammy nominations, three wins as the K-Love Male Vocalist of the Year, two Dove Awards, and tons of Dove Award nominations. And he's got a new album out called Jesus People that I Love y'all, this conversation, y'all need to buckle up. I am such a huge fan of Danny. Even more grateful to call him friend and to get to share this conversation with you. So here is my conversation with our friend, Danny Goki. Jesus, we need you. Get in That's here. Right. We That's need right. you, Lord. That is right. Listen, I have had a morning where I thought it is the Lord that Danny Gokey's coming in here today because there will be something for all of us in it. Amen. So I'm Amen. just believing for it. Amen. Um, you go to The Belonging. Is that I right? Do. Uh, how much do you love Alex and Henry Seeley? A lot. A lot. And you know what's funny is that we started going to The Belonging before it was called The Belonging. Oh, you were like so, in the basement? Yeah. It was, but there was. They don't tell their story. There was two sides of the basement. There was the little basement where Henry had his little studio, yeah. which was the littler, if we say the... Is that littler? I don't think it's That's a word, word, right? But yeah. I want to use it. I'm into it. Me too, because I like to make up English stuff. <laughs> Anyways, the little side. And I remember I was at a writing session, and a girl named Mia Fields was there. Yeah. And I said, what church you guys go to? Because I, I had stopped going to a church probably... Six months before, because I was real discontented with the Nashville church scene. Mm. I was. Um, and I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I just, and it could have been more me than anything else. So I stopped going to church. I, I woke up one morning. And I, I heard the Lord whisper in my spirit. I heard this, follow me. Mm. And I remember when I told my wife, and it didn't mean that God was saying, stop going to church. I just really sensed the Lord saying, just stay close to me. Mm. And so... Um, I did that writing session. I asked Mia Field what church she goes to. She said, I go to this little get together. And we just, it's like a little prayer meeting. And and it just, they they they, they prophesy, they pray, they worship. Mm. And it's people from Australia. And I said, I'm going. Yeah. When is your next service? Oh, well, it's, we meet every Tuesday. We just, every other Tuesday at the time. It was every other two weeks, every two weeks. And I was like, oh, man. So it was like a month before I could go, put it that way, because wow. of my schedule. Yeah. I went there. I looked at my wife, Leia Set, and I said, this is home. Wow. And there was only like 15 people there. Mm-hmm. And I remember Henry's voice was just, it was the best voice I'd ever heard. Yeah. A male voice. Yeah. And the word, I still have the notes from the first uh, service that I went to. I sent it recently to Henry and Alex. Yeah. About a month ago, I was scrolling through and I said, hey, these are my sermon notes from the first time Henry preached mm-hmm. and sang. And I said... It still ministers to me now yeah. what was said. Yeah. Because his points were, y'all ready? It's August 20th, 2013. Wow. August, August 20th. 20th. That I know. is literally my album. T- the day this comes out and the day your album comes out. Oh my goodness. Won't this he is crazy. Okay, it. so the Lord is about to speak the to Lord all is about of us to right speak now. To us. This is what the, the notes were. This was today, eight years ago. Yep. So often we pursue the promise instead of the presence. That's a oh. horrible thing to do. Next point. 
Don't pursue the success nor to be in front of the people or the approval of man more than the presence of God. Number three, don't use your gifts to make a way, but let the presence of God make a way. We try to get our gifts in front of the presence of men instead of keeping our hearts in the presence of God. Last point, desire his presence more than you desire position, promise, and power. Wow. I mean, that... That's no joke today. No. I mean, what is that? Because the interesting thing is, eight years later, your album comes out, and that's already the posture of your heart. Let me tell you this. I can't even believe. I'm right now tripping out a little bit because God is really big with dates for me. Me too. Oh, we're about to. All my notes are going out Do you want to go there? Because we're about to go there. Listen, prophet. Yeah, yeah. Go. All the way go, Danny. So why are dates so important to me? Because, so for instance, I'll tell you one story real quickly. The Lord, when my wife was pregnant with our last child, Emmanuel, the Lord was the one who told us. He said, name the child Emmanuel, which mm. means God with us. Mm-hmm. Leah set six months pregnant. Little did I know that Emmanuel would come on my first wife's birthday. My first wife was in heaven yeah. on, her, on her birthday. And I just sat there, Emmanuel, God with us. You know what the Lord was telling me in that moment? Because I dealt with anxiety. I dealt with uh, being angry at times and then being extremely sad through the years of, I don't get this. We prayed prayers. What happened, you know, and 11 years later, the Lord, he was just showing me, I was with you in the pain. I was with you in the depression. I was with you in the stormy season. I was with you in the good season. I'm Emmanuel. I am God with you here and now and forever. Oh, that really hit me. So like I was like man, so that's just one of. Is it happen a lot though? Yeah. Can I can I just tell you another story because yes. This, let me try to. This unpack is building this. so many people's faith when they go. Is it should I care that this date happened twice in my life or that this? Show, yes, you should care. Can I? Can God I? God will you? God will show yes. you as much as you want him and to. And pay attention. Yes. And, and 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 this is like this is why the Bible says, "Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God." Mm. The hardened heart will just throw that off as just coincidence. Right. And this next story, my father in law. Uh, is not a Christian, my wife's dad. He, I don't know why, but I, so this next story, he just chokes. I'm going to tell you this. It's a, this next story is a big one. Okay. And he literally just throws us off as coincidence. Me and my wife, uh, back in 2018, were praying for a house. Now, her parents had lived with me for five years already, oh, and wow. I was ready for a change. And um, so we started believing God for a house. And as a matter of fact, my pastor started praying with me from home. Yeah. He's a spiritual father. And he's like, hey, I just feel the Lord saying that we need to pray together. What are your needs? I mentioned the house. We started praying about that. So anyways, I start, so I start, so we're praying about the house, but I get this big idea that, you know what? I'm just going to put an addition on the house where I'm at so I can put an apartment for my wife's parents. Yeah. The architect shows up. He's drawing these plans. This is great. Then all of a sudden he disappears and pauses the whole house. I am super discouraged. Sure. But God, little did I know that God was putting it on a pause Mm. because I hit a radio tour. I was in Atlanta airport one day in April. I started praying in January. April, I get a call from my realtor. He goes, do you remember this lady named Regina? I said, no, who's Regina? He said, two years ago, we were looking at houses and he said, we walked into a house and all they did was talk about Jesus. They were drug addicts. I said, oh, yeah, I remember her. I go, why are you mentioning her? She goes, she called me out the blue today, said she was praying, and she said she's buying a house out of foreclosure, but while she was praying, the Lord said, that's not your house. That belongs to the Gokies. <gasps> are they interested? And I said, uh, is it nice? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I'm at the house right now. This is incredible. And I go, well, I'm going to be gone for four days. Can they see it Saturday? He's And he's like, let me call him. He gets the confirmation. So check this out. That was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. 
That Thursday, I had to fly to a show, mm-hmm. right? So I'm traveling. I hop on a plane. I'm talking to, they sit me next to this lady. I'm talking to this lady. We're talking about God and all these things. She has no idea who I am. And then finally when I tell her, she's like, oh yeah, I remember you from American Idol. She goes, you know who you need to meet? You need to meet Gigi in Nashville. I said, who's Gigi? I goes, I know a lady named Gigi from Gigi's Cupcakes. No, that's not her. She starts talking up a storm about this lady, all these things. She goes, get your phone out. I'm giving you her number. You're going to call her. In my brain, I'm like, I'm not about to call no rando, <laughs> no rando stranger. Right. And just woman. be like, hey, my name is Danny Goke. You want to be friends? Yeah, a woman <laughs> right. on top of that. Right. The plane lands. I start Googling Gigi. The information she gave me, oh my gosh. Gigi is Regina, who called me two days earlier, uh-uh. who called my realtor two days earlier and said they had a house for us. I called my wife. I said, this is God. Yeah. This is God, right? We go look at the house. I mean, it's the most up to date, the most was expensive house that I had to buy. And I say that for a reason, because it's not to be like a pat on the back. It was, I needed to extend my faith because I started mm. seeing God moving. And there was a point I can, I can get in fear or I can say, all right, God, you're starting this. Let's see what happens. I tell my realtor. Now we look at this house. It's everything we ever wanted. Wow. My wife wanted a one story home because she wanted kids to be all on the same level. Yeah. It has a guest house. I'm literally praying, God, I need my space. And there's this guest house behind mm-hmm, the house. Mm-hmm. has a pool. And you understand, and it has a jacuzzi. Now, why is it important? Because I do most of my prayer in jacuzzi or bathtubs. Do you really? Oh, that's like my prayer spot. What? I'm telling you. And so anyways, I... I tell my realtor, I look at the price tag. I'm like, this is a foreclosure. It's this expensive. And I need to redo it. Yeah. I said, I need you to rent my house out that I'm in right now. And I need to go see if I can get a loan for this. Mm-hmm. I know this is a long story, but I'm, it's I, getting to a point. I need you to know I'm having the best time. Okay, good. So you just keep on. So my realtor puts out that, that, that my house is for rent. That same week, a couple from Oregon, we want it. And we put it up, not for a cheap price, yeah. but we put up like, hey, we need to believe God that we're going to pay for this next yes, house. yes. They want it. They want it in two weeks. I don't want to lose the renter. So I'm like, give us three weeks, right? So we're in, we get the loan. We get, so we're, we're still living in our house. We're starting the construction process. Now, this is where it really gets a little bit crazy. Oh, good. I tell my wife, I said, you know, years ago, I had this prayer warrior in my life who described the house to me in a, in a dream that God gave her. Mm. And I said, I wonder if this is the dream she was talking about. She only just told me about a dream. Yeah. I call her. Her name is Morel. I said, Morel, do you remember that prophetic dream you had about me? She goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wrote it down. She takes a picture of it and she sends it to me. Check this out. In this vision that she had, she it, it was marked January 10th, 2010. Now, this is oh, my, my gosh. Dream. This is in. Right. I had just lost Sophia about, about 15 months earlier. Yeah. Um. I had a dream, and they used to call me Dan back in the day at home. Okay. Dan Goki bought a house on lots of land. This house has 24 acres. She said, oh she said, I saw four kids running around, three boys, I mean three boys and a girl. Danny. I have no at this time I only had three kids. Yeah. Only had three kids, two boys and a girl. She said, saw mother-in-law suite behind the house. She put this. Faithful servant blessing. Mm. And she said, host prayer meetings at his house. She describes his house for a tea. Now at the time, now, so check this out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is literally reading my mail right now. Right. 
So now remember I told you about the, the time that we needed to get out of our house and into this house? Yeah. So the three point came. I was on tour. Guess what day we moved in on this house? Guess what day? Exactly to the date, the 10 year anniversary of my wife passing away, my first oh, wife passing away. Gosh. She passed away July 9th, 2008. I stepped into this house July 9th, 2018. You know what 10 means? It means redeemed by God. Oh. 10 is because there's a 10 plagues. Yes. And if you look at 10, it means a supernatural deliverance. Mm. I couldn't believe 10 years earlier that I was standing at the casket of my first wife, that 10 years later, I remember I woke up July 9th, I woke up that morning and I just was like, it was 4 a.m. That was actually, that would have been July 10th because July 9th, we stayed there. Yeah. And I just said, I couldn't believe it. I just walked outside and I said, this is supernatural. Yes. Check this out. Now the house has a gated entry. Mm -hmm. It was broken. Oh, Th wow. This is God. It was a foreclosure. Remember that? Right. Oh, yeah. It was going to cost 10 grand to fix. Well, during the, the process, a contractor hit it. We got to check for 10 grand to fix our gate. Oh, my I'm gosh. talking about the most littlest details to the T. Yeah. This house fulfilled everything. It confirmed to me that I, I could still keep my in-laws and that we could have them 100 feet apart, yet still visit them whenever we wanted. Yes. Everything lined up supernaturally. It took faith, though, yeah, to inherit the promise. Yeah. Because the amount of money felt, it was over everything, anything. I, it was scary to purchase this house. Yeah. But by faith, I said, God, if you brought this to me, I don't have to carry this because what you start, you finish. I need you to know that two weeks ago, Jesus said to me, I was asking him about a situation. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And he said, I do not start stories and then hand them to you to finish. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, you're right. You're the actual starter and the finisher. I'm just in the story. I'm not in charge of the story. He was like, I didn't start this and then hand it to you. Sit back. I'm going to finish it. Can I, can I mention? I love that because... In our own strength, I still doubted. Even though all that yeah. dream was true, Leia sick gets pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what happens if this baby is another girl? Yeah. And it's different. <laughs> than the dream. Than yeah. the dream. And sometimes we kind of doubt God like that. We're like, because to me, like, not, I, I, I believe in the prophetic. There might be people listening who don't believe in the prophetic, but it is a gift that God gives gift. to edify yeah. the church. Yeah. And you know, my, I was raised in such a way that we were told if they don't hit it 100%, they're not a prophet. Mm. And I actually, maybe in the Old Testament, because, I don't know, because that was really the voice of God. They didn't yeah, have the Bible. That's right. But today- Or the Holy like, Spirit. Or, yeah, or the Holy Spirit. The <laughs> right. Holy Spirit didn't live inside right. of us. The Holy Spirit would, the Bible would say, fall upon, yeah. you know, Saul or David, and they would prophesy. But I'm understanding the fallibility. You know, people are fallible mm -hmm. and they can miss it and their flesh can get involved. Mm -hmm. Anyways, with that being said, though, I remember sitting in the room. It's 2019 now. We're already in the house. Everything has come to pass to a T. Yeah. And I told Leah, I said, if this is not a boy like the dream had prophesied, I, I said, I'm going to not know how to handle this. Hmm. It was a boy. Yeah. Just like the dream. Two, three, three boys and a girl. And, you know, we have a boy, girl, boy, boy. That's the order of our home. But yeah. I could have missed that. Because there is a partnership. God doesn't force people. He didn't pick me up and throw me into the house. And I just need people to listen right now. When God is showing you that he's involved in something, follow that trail. Because little did I know that God would provide the finances for that home. Right. And I can tell you this. And I hope this is a testimony to people. And I pray this is what people understand this. Because faith does the impossible. We started believing God that you provide this 
you'll pay it off. We paid that house off within three years. Oh my gosh. And and we're using godly principles. And I, yeah. I I get nervous to say that because that can come off very pretentious or very pompous, but it's not that. No. What it is is your faith. Jesus said this many times, said it's according to your faith. Mm. And you know, I heard that so many times growing up. And and I think and I would say, yeah, it's according to my faith. And you just kind of let it go. God's in control. We always use this term, and I think there's this misconception in the church, God is in control. Yeah, he's in control, but guess what? He relinquished control mm. and said, you have the power to choose life and death. Yeah. And it's, the devil loves to sow that, yeah, God's in control. If he doesn't do it, it's not getting done. Yeah, there's an extent to that, but but there's a part where, where we've learned how to blame shift mm-hmm. so that because we, mm-hmm. we don't know how to comprehend yeah. that there was mistakes along the way that we made that got us to this point where we're yeah. at. Yeah. And so anyways, I, I'm divulging into a lot right here, but I'm so glad I, I, I partnered with God. He initiated it, and all I had to do was just say yes. Really, yes. my whole point was to say yes and keep saying yes. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Grove Collaborative. Did you know that companies around the world produce 2 billion pounds of new plastic every day? Oh gosh, I cannot, I cannot with the stat. No matter how much we put in our recycling bins, only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled. Y'all know this is breaking my soul because I care so much about plastic. At Grove Collaborative, though, they believe it's time to stop making single-use plastic. Me too. Grove is the online marketplace that delivers healthy home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. Grove takes the guesswork out of going green, and every product is guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and the planet. I get all my cleaning supplies for home, and we get everything we use to clean at the office from Grove. I love that all their products are clean and sustainable. One less thing I have to worry about as far as being a good friend to myself and our team and the planet. Join over 2 million households who choose to shop sustainably at Grove. Plus, shipping is fast and free on your first order. Choosing products that are better for you and the planet has never been easier. For a limited time, when my friends go to grove.com slash sounds fun, you'll get to choose a free starter set with your first order. So go to grove.com slash sounds fun to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.com slash sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Danny. When you talk about, you mentioned that the holdover when the, when you were going to repair the house you were in and add the apartment and then it all stopped. It all stopped. So many of our friends right now are sitting in the, did this just fall apart? Did I, I thought I knew what God was doing. Did this just fall apart? What do you say to the people who are sitting there? You know, there's that verse that I really, really lean on. It's called trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm. Lean not on your own understanding. My understanding has gotten in the way of a lot of things. Yeah, me too. And I look at it as if our understanding gets in the way, because our understanding can a lot of times come from a flesh. Jesus said this, the flesh profits nothing, but the spirit gives life. Yeah. And I've learned that when it all, because remember, if people remember, this is what, it all fell apart when I prayed the prayers. Like, people don't understand. I really believe God's word that God still heals. Yes. I know there's, I know this is a very controversial subject in the church for some reason, but somehow along the way, the enemy has sowed seed to believe that God doesn't heal. Right. But there's something to say about when God doesn't heal, you still believe he's a healer. Yeah. Because you don't go to your own understanding and start, and start minimizing God and minute and 
really what a lot of people do is they begin to wrap scriptures around their experience as opposed to letting scriptures Ooh, you define. Better. You better say that. That's right. So for instance, my favorite preacher's name is Andrew Womack. Not my favorite. He's one of them. I have yeah. two. Keith Moore yeah. is my literally most favorite preacher. <laughs> it's not, it's, and it's, this is a church. Have you ever heard of Keith Moore? I've heard his name. I don't know him. And I'm surprised a lot of people haven't. He's got yeah. a church in Branson and a church in, in, in um, Sarasota. But, but Andrew Womack said like this. He said one time that he's a pastor. He said, one time I was praying that God would heal this lady. And he went in there. And he prayed and his family prayed with him. Yeah. And I hope I miss, I hope I quote this correctly. And he said that when he went in there to pray with them, the lady didn't get healed and she died. Mm -hmm. And he said a lot of his own people that he knew family said, you know, I guess this was God's will and we missed it. And he looked at me and said, no, you, you, you can't automatically begin to wrap your theology around that and say, you know what, maybe you know that it was God's will for her to die. And he said he was so glad because people don't know about Andrew Womack. Andrew Womack, some years later, his son died, mm. was in the morgue for five hours with a toe take in the refrigerator. And when Andrew Womack got the news, he was five hours away from where they were. They had to get in their car. Yeah. They drove to the morgue. And he said in that moment, he started just like Abraham. You know, the Bible says uh -huh. Abraham did not grow weary in doubt or unbelief, but right. began to strengthen himself in the faith, giving glory to God, knowing that what he said he would do, he would accomplish it. Yeah. He went in the morgue. And this is true. He raised his son from the dead. Oh my gosh. Imagine if he would have just said, you know what? This is out of our control. This is, if God wants him to be alive, God will raise him from the dead. And we've seen supernatural moments where God has done that. Yeah. But imagine what we don't, and this is where people, someone told me recently about politics, right? Well, I'm just going to pivot right here because they said this. Yeah, but you can't think that one man is going to save our nation, right? Mm. And I said, I don't think that. And I said, that's a misconception because it's the sovereignty of God brings one man up, one king up, and another man down. I said, you know what? I've heard that my whole life. And I said, and I was processing in this moment. I feel like, and I could be wrong, and I'm open to discussion. Sure. But I, I said this, I said, we use that to absolve our responsibility. But what about- Our prayer responsibility? Yeah, our, yeah. our responsibility. I said, what if I said this? What if I didn't discipline my kids? I said, what if in my home, I didn't monitor what they watched? And what if I in my home decided, you know, and, and, and I didn't think it was bad. I thought I was doing my job. And, you know, because ignorance does come at a cost. You know, if you don't believe in gravity, gravity's still a law. And it's still going <laughs> right. to, whether you want to believe it or not. That's right. And I said, what if 20 years later, now my kids are struggling on drugs. They're addicts to sex. They're disrespectful to people because disrespectful kids turn into disrespectful adults. Mm -hmm. Angry kids turn into angry adults. Uh, sexually addicted kids turn into sexually addicted adults. adults. If I didn't deal with that, and then all of a sudden... Uh, there, I'm praying now, God, intervene in my children's life. Oh, just fill them with your spirit. Yet I don't see God moving in my on behalf, and I just choke it up. You know what? If God wants to touch their hearts, he can touch mm -hmm. their hearts. Mm -hmm. And I said, that is absolutely wrong. What about, you know what? I didn't discipline him back here. Mm. And I opened the door to the enemy right here. And I'm actually reaping what I sowed back there, whether I want to blame the sovereignty of God. And, and this is what I think a lot of times that we miss because we want to just... And I get it. We we feel like, oh man, sometimes the responsibility is it's hard to choke down that, you know, politically we could be where we're at right now and our, our country can be where we're at, our families, our jobs, whatever, our attitudes mm -hmm. can be where it's at because we really didn't take God's word for what it really meant and just choked it off as, yeah. oh, if God wants it, he'll do it. I mean, that's such a, for you to teach that, preach that to us. I mean, you've lost oh, a spouse. Yeah. So you've been through 
praying for someone, I assume, to survive. We had scriptures on our refrigerator. Yeah. We believed so much. On our mirror, we would have the scriptures that Jesus went around healing all those who came in contact with them. And Lord, we received that. That that's Jesus, you heal everyone you come into contact with. We had the other scriptures that said, if you, the Bible says, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, this is on a refrigerator, and you say to this mountain, be thou removed, and it'll go in the seed, the Bible, you will have what you say. Think about that. The correspondence of the immediate, if you have faith, there's a correspondence of saying right, right next to it. Right. Sophia, you are healed in Jesus' name. I have faith. Faith speaks, right? All these scriptures. Then when she got in the hospital and things took, so went in the hospital, they did a surgery. The surgery didn't go right. And and they had us do an emergency surgery, put on artificial heart. We prayed, 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 prayed. Even to a point, we prayed. There were so many people from my church coming. We were making the the, the hospital staff nervous. (laughs) Because there were so many people there. Oh, we're... (laughs) We're Pentecostal prayers. So like <laughs> loud. We're calling fire from heaven down. Yeah. We prayed so much that one time I said, I want everyone I the night before I knew everyone would come. Yeah. I saw this parking structure and I said, We're gonna go pray on top of this parking structure. Yeah. That evening. Now during this time, a lot of spiritual activities happening. Kids are seeing angels. Wow. I'm not lying. I remember praying for three people in the hospital. Three people. They, me and my friends, they came out of their, a coma. Yeah. And they were, one person drowned and left to die. We prayed and they came out of it. They were on the water for like eight minutes. These are serious things that are happening. Healings were happening, right? We pray that night. After we're praying, we're worshiping, we're praying, making declarations. What I mean by declarations, we would just said, Lord, your word says. That's yes. the, We put God in remembrance of his word. Oh, I love doing that. Someone looked up in the sky and said, look, we saw a heart-shaped cloud in the sky. Mm. In that moment, I said, this is a sign of her healing. Mm. Four or five days later, she passes away. Yeah. I still believe he's a healer. I don't know everything, but here's what I know. You don't have, it's the understanding, right? Who knows if, who knows if she got a glimpse of heaven and said, "Mm, I'm staying. Right. Because I know I would. Right. Love y'all, but bye. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, imagine heaven, but look what God did because in that moment, I didn't resort. This is where people critically, this is where they say, you're not who you say you are. Mm. And they walk away. From God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because the enemy is out. What is the one thing he's after? Our faith. Mm-hmm. And our faith is a, what is our faith? It's a total trust and reliance mm. in someone or something. Like this chair I'm sitting on. Even though I didn't make a conscious decision to be like, do I trust this chair? I just had enough experience with chairs that they all hold me. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. And 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 that should be our walk with the Lord, that I have enough experience with you, mm, that even that though I don't know everything, you, you got me. That's it. You know Jenny. what I mean? That's it. And so, anyways, I know I'm talking a lot here, oh, but... I'm really here for it. I mean, I spent <laughs> a couple of days, last, one morning last week, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, I think, that says, faith is being sure of what you hope for Come and on. certain of what you don't see. And I was like, I need to know this, every word of this in the original language. Like, I need to know what you mean, because I want to be found full of faith. And But does that mean to sure of what you hope for? That is like a huge thing to say. Unpack that. Why? Because I have huge hopes. And to be sure of, and we all have, right? We've all had big hopes. And and people get disappointed all the time. And disappointment is one of the keys that many people have stopped going to church. Right. Because, and you know, it's interesting. They put their faith 
in what they think God is. Remember, sometimes we create who we think God is. Mm-hmm. And then when that, so they go to church, right? And then they see the pastor have a moral failure. You, you ever notice that people all of a sudden, if this is who God is, and I'm this not is, interested. Yep. And it's like, no, 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 no. You put what you didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And you can sit there. Remember, like we talked about this whole sovereignty conversation. Mm-hmm. God, you had your opportunity to show me who you were. You didn't. No, what if you put your faith in the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. And the reason why there's two, there's always, there's only two ways Jesus said you're building your house on the rock or you're building on the sand. What if you, even though you didn't know you were building on the sand, it doesn't matter. The law still was in effect saying you built it on the sand, the sand of man. Mm-hmm. I love what you said here because you said, man, I have some big hopes. Can I share something? And this is at a risk of, I don't share this with many people, but I feel like I can share this here because I, I was doing interviews this morning and someone asked me, what are you most excited for this year? And I had to stop. I said, people might judge me because of this. Mm. But like, this is, why can't I share this to the top of my lungs? This year, I told my staff this. I said, because this whole COVID thing just irritated me a lot. And, mm-hmm. and I know that might hurt people. It, it just irritated me because it's so politicized. That's why. Yes, right? Yes, of course. But this year, I saw something. I saw, man, there is powers that be that want to shut God out of our country. Mm. And more than ever before, we need to be doing ministry, mm. not building kingdoms, building his kingdom, right? That's right. I sat down with my team this, and I said, we're believing God for a bus, and we're believing God for a sound system, because I'm tired of not being able to do certain things because we're limited by finances. Right. This is a big thing that I said. Uh, and I people wrote, don't know buses are big money. I mean, that's a big deal to believe for a bus. Buses <laughs> And you so cannot expensive. get one right now, because... All the tours are going out, so buses are also, they can't make, I don't know who to call to make me a bus. That's the problem. It is literally, an, but God. But God. So I wrote that down. I told my team this. Now, my favorite pastor, I was telling you, Keith Moore, yeah. Faith Life Church, Sarasota, Branson. They, they, I go to their faith conferences every, yeah. every year, right? Every year since 2015. Because here's why. In 2006, I never knew this preacher. My friend told me about him, but the Lord said to him, told this preacher, give all your message away for free. Mm. Pay for the shipping, pay for the wrapping, do everything. And when the Lord spoke that to him, he had to believe God to raise the finances for that because he has a big ministry. So people would call, they'd say what they want. He paid for shipping and all these things. So he started being uh, like a father figure to me. Anyway, started going to their faith conferences. They call me back and say, we want you to do a, a, a concert at our church. They offered me no money, but since I love them, I said, oh man, this is gonna cost a lot of money. Cause you know, bus, band, crew, all this stuff. I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to sow this into the ministry. Anyways, he calls me the day before and he goes, what do you believe in God for? Mm. I go, Brother Keith, I'm believing for a bus. He goes, the Lord put that on my spirit. He said, are you okay if I, he goes, are you okay if I ask the church to believe God with you and take up an offering for your bus? I said, sure. And I get down there. We do the show, me and him talk. He drips and oozes of wisdom. Yeah. Now remember, he didn't, he didn't tell me he was going to, nothing. Yeah. We sit down and talk. He hands me a check. He goes, let's pray over this. And so mm. we pray over it. And he's, we're praying over it. And he gets, I get in my, my bus. I open that check. I lost my breath. Really? Make a very long story short. He gave me enough money to buy a, a bus and a sound system uh-uh. for ministry. Yes. And you only asked for a bus. Only. I got a brand new trailer. I bonused out my band because they didn't work. Uh, and I bought a trailer and a bus. Now, check this out. I had this certain amount of money to go buy a bus. Like you said, all the buses were gone. They're all gone. Buses that were 2018s were over the budget that he had given me for a bus. Yeah. 
I, I got so, but I just said, God, what you, I kept saying this, what you start, you finish. What you start. Oof. Last week, one call, a man finds a shell, brand new 2021. Think about it. I was uh-uh. about to go buy a 2018. Yes. Brand new 2021. Fits in my budget, a little bit less than my budget. Oh my gosh. What am I saying? Like some of you, that hope that you have. It might sound, well, God, yeah, who, you know, God doesn't want to give us a bus because that's just real selfish or no, my friends, let me tell you this. If you have the desire to do God's work and God will decipher if it's a selfish desire or not. Mm-hmm. One of the things the Lord spoke to this pastor, he said, cause he, one of the things this pastor said was, man, man, I spent too much on this, on this thing. I could have got a better deal for this thing I was doing. And the Lord told him, he goes, Keith, you can never, ever spend too much money on something that I told you to do. Mm. He said, now that can happen. And he just said, man, ministry, even though sometimes it comes at a cost, mm-hmm. when you're doing God's work, God is God is going to say, there's never a regret. There's mm-hmm. never, I'm saying all to say, like, put your faith out there, put your hope out there and let God filter through it and let God yeah. take you where you need to go. Yeah. You're speaking a word you don't even realize how good for our people because on today's show is Friday. On Wednesday, we did a whole show for singles. And ask, answering questions for people who aren't married yet and aren't maybe aren't parents yet and are trying to figure out how to operate in, in their faith life while God is not answering this prayer that's in their heart. I'm also not married yet. And so it's, it's personal for me to do that show too. And so what you're saying is like, man, just put your hope out. Put your hope out. And, and I think you're, a, a beautiful thing you're saying is faith involves words. Yeah. I, we have to say the thing we're believing for. You do. You can't just keep it to yourself. I'm, I'm, and, and because faith, Paul said, I believe, therefore I spoke. Mm. Keith Moore, I'm listening to a new uh, thing. It's called The Power of Words. Mm-hmm. And he gives, Jesus said, every idle word you speak will be used against you in the day of judgment. Ew. He says, think of it, it's in Matthew 12. And he said, do you know what idle means? And, and, and when he looked it up idle, he said it, it means something that doesn't work. And it gives the, and it goes back to the parable of, I think, the workers who are working, the ones who are idle outside. Yeah. And he said, what is the Lord saying? Every word that doesn't work on your behalf, mm. you should not be saying it. So what what are words that work? If you're feeling sick, what's the words that are idle are like, ah, oh, this, oh man, I just always, get, I'm tired. I'm always sick. This is something that a lot of people at church mock and laugh at, but God we're called speaking spirits. Animals don't speak. Bears don't speak. Dogs don't speak. There is such a responsibility, whether you agree with it or not, over your words. Yes. And your words need to work for you. Yes. And what are words that work? The Bible says that that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yes. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. Yep. Your words have fruit. Mm-hmm. And so instead of saying, God, you didn't come through. I'll never have a man. Or this always happens. You say, God, you're giving me favor. Yeah. God, as I walk today... You're, you're opening doors that no man can shut. And God, you're, you're raining down blessings on me. God, as I move a step forward, you're connecting with my mate and they're moving a step forward mm-hmm. and we're connecting. And, and words that work are when you're in a difficult situation, you use words that edify. Yeah. You know, what's the one thing that grieves the Holy Spirit? The Bible says, get rid of all anger, wrath, and bitterness. And then it says right after that, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Words grieve and can they can build up or they can tear down yes and god i mean we are made in the image of god and everything he created he spoke he spoke everything that's what we read in genesis right and so yeah. we are made in his image the bible says he framed the world yes by his word yes 
if we're called made in the image of God, we can frame our world mm-hmm. with our words. Yes. And I think this is what made, but what's that one thing, that one book that was a huge success, but it was kind of, it was using Bible, but it was more new age. It was- the Secret? The Secret. Uh-huh. A lot of that was speaking. Yes. Believing, mapping out. You know what it is? It is a law. It really is a law, and it works against you, it works for you. Mm-hmm. But when you partner with God— That's right. They took it away from the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the devil yes. knows that words are powerful. Why yes. do you think he uses words to destroy us? Mm-hmm. Why do you think political propaganda is so strong? Mm-hmm. And political—words can indict you. Words can literally—can can make— Man, I didn't—did you ever— There's a scientist, this Japanese scientist that did a study on words. I forgot what his name was. We'll look it up. And he he ended up proving, how do I get into this? Because he ended up proving he took original spring water. And when he did a process of freezing it and then speaking to it. And when he spoke to the words, the vibrations formed on a molecular structure, the water. Wow. And beautiful words formed a beautiful like snowflake type structure yeah. and when he spoke i hate you to the water mm-hmm. it's spring water and then they magnified it and froze it whatever this process it looked like someone punched the water crystal <sighs> you got you got to look this up and he i read two books by it yeah. i actually bought these books yeah um there are laws that god puts in the place like gravity yes. speaking thinking that's why we talk to plants. People talk all the time. When you talk to plants, it matters yep. because our words literally matter that much. There's a sign. There's, so there's a, uh, he lets people do, and you can look this up on YouTube. He lets people do your home test. He said, take up a cup of boiled rice, put in spring water in a jar, write the word hate on it. Yeah. Take another cup of rice and write love on it. And he said, every day, keep them in the same type of light. Speak to one. I love you. And the other one say, you know, I hate you. Mm-hmm. And then you would see after 30 days, the one that you said I hate you to, the rice is dirty and black and yeah. nasty. And the one you say I love you to, the rice is a light brown golden. <laughs> this is, wild. this is, it's cooked rice. It's wild. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It really I, mean, is. I mean, I think that's also why it matters when we, how we use our words about ourselves. I mean, I, you should not be a better friend to anyone than you are to you. That's good. Right? Because yeah. when you're looking in the mirror, if you're saying that hateful stuff to yourself, you, I mean, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't mm-hmm. say, as you love your family, as you love your friends, as you love your pets. He was like, treat your people like you treat yourself. You better preach. No. I, I mean it. People don't talk about that near enough. They say, love God, love others. And I'm like, you forgot who he told them to love others like. Wow. Like how you care about yourself because the words matter so much. I also think, we're going to do this now. I also think that is why your music matters so much. That's why Jesus People Matters. That is why these albums that our friends are putting out and you're putting out matter. Because when we play that over our homes and in our cars and over our families, that is shifting something, right? It absolutely is shifting. It shifts atmospheres. Right. If you've ever been to church and you, like one person who I actually love dearly is Joel Osteen. Yeah. And I've done some events with him, but you'll feel a certain way when you walk away from his messages and it's built up. Mm -hmm. It's edified. It's in... All those things, and I love that because words are reaching into your soul. And this is why people, they don't understand it. Like, this is why people deal with rejection even. And rejection follows their whole life because their parents don't realize that, you know, that uh, calling them an, out their name or mm-hmm. even just saying you're something innocent. Well, I'm just describing how they are. They're so slow. Mm-hmm. You could have used your words to work yeah. and to edify and build yeah. up. and. You'll notice 
Words are more powerful than we think. I, I don't even know what to say because I just resonate with you. And it's something, you guys, it is a discipline of the flesh. Yes. Words are spirit. Mm -hmm. They give life. And this is why the enemy whispers in our ear, you're a failure, you're a failure, mm -hmm. or you'll never get married. And, and can we just pause? What are words? Words are, 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 are capsules that contain images, right? Yes, yeah. So when I say taco, you saw an image of something. Yes. When I say, you know, you're dumb, you, there's an image that of a, you know, you, you probably don't see the word dumb, but you see a nasty association mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. And there are the capsules that are seeds that are being buried into our heart. And mm -hmm. I just think that let's, let's take these capsules and sow it into, you know, and sow it into our children, sow it into people around us. This is why the Bible says, let every word that comes out of your mouth edify. Yeah. Edify yeah. and build up. Paul says this, edify and build each other up. It's, it's what we're supposed to do. It's what we're, I mean, no matter whether you have a public life like you and I do, or if it's just your Instagram, or if it's the other friends you're next to at the pool, how you are using your words is building something. You're creating something. You're creating something and you're sowing something. Right. And, and what, this is the thing like that people, and they laugh at you because most people are just they only see in the moment. Mm -hmm. and, and this is something, a discipline that the Lord teaches, that, that you, you reap what you sow. Everything is looked at as seed, time, and harvest. The mm -hmm. Bible talks about that. And so when you've called your child dumb their whole life or your spouse dumb their whole life, and then you realize why they're struggling and why they're acting out and why they're repeating patterns, it's because they've taken on that image and they've received it. That capsule is buried. It has started to seed and it's bearing fruit now. Yeah. You know, our hearts are soil, which is why Jesus said the sower came out and sowed the word. Mm -hmm. If he's a sower of the word, guess what we are? We're sowers of words as well. Yeah. And those words, if they on, on the right surface can really, can really begin to bear fruit. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about another one of our amazing partners, Chime. Here's the thing I think we'd all agree on. Our banks should work with us, not against us, right? Chime is an award-winning app and debit card with no hidden fees and no monthly minimums. They want you to get to keep as much of your hard-earned money as possible. Chime has a fee-free overdraft on up to $200 in debit purchases with SpotMe. It's like overdraft protection, but it's better. So you get your paycheck, benefits, stimulus check, and tax return up to two days earlier with direct deposit. There are no hidden fees or monthly minimums with Chime. Plus, they have over 60,000 fee-free ATMs at locations like Walgreens and 7-Eleven. Y'all know they have Coke Ices at 7-Eleven. Yes. At CVS and more. Y'all, that's more than the top three national banks combined. They have this mechanism where you can turn on alerts to let you know when your card is used and instantly block your card if something seems fishy. Save on autopilot. When you sign up for Chime spending account, you can enroll in an optional savings account and grow your savings automatically with 0.5% annual percentage yield, which might not sound like much, but it's 10 times the national average, y'all. Join the millions on Chime. So sign up. It takes two minutes. It doesn't affect your credit score. And you can apply now at chime.com slash that sounds fun. Again, that's chime.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to the rest of my conversation with Danny Goki.
So people who are listening along with us and are going, man, some of that stuff my parents said still lives in me. Some of the things I believe aren't true, and I but I hear myself and I say out loud, God, God's never going to answer my prayer, mm. or God's, you know, God can't be trusted anymore because someone I love died, or whatever. How do we switch that in us? How do we start healing that in us so that we are speaking life and we are doing the work and we are sowing? You know, Jesus said right uh, right around that. Um, that verse that every outer word you'll be judged by, he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Really what we have is we have a heart issue. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, but this is this is where we have to get into his word and let his word inside of us, which yeah. Jesus is the living word. So it's, it's not about, well, I got to do these four steps. It's literally letting Jesus in. Mm-hmm. And some of us, have let in a Jesus that we created, uh, a Jesus that just is saving us and now the rest of us is in our responsibility. Paul said like this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm -hmm. So we have Christ in us. And then Paul goes over in Colossians 127, this is the mystery that was hidden before the ages. Now check this out, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So what does that mean? Christ in us, the hope of speaking the right things mm-hmm. when I've spent all this time speaking the wrong things. Christ in me, the hope of speaking right to my children. Christ in me, the hope of breaking the addiction. Christ in me, the hope of meeting my husband. Christ in me, the hope of building that, that of that writing that book. What is the hope? And, and I have a song off this new record called He Believes in You. Oh, dude. And that one and Stay Strong messed me up. Did it? Yes. Oh, man. Yes. He Believes in You, the Lord spoke to me back in 2007. Let me tell you that story. I yes, was, I need to do. I went to church that day and I was believing God. I was really discouraged that day. This is before I was a singer. This is 2007, believing God for a miracle for my first wife, Sophia, driving a semi truck, being a worship leader. Wow. This is my life at the time. And I went to church that night and God is, when I put my faith out there, he always shows up. Yeah. And you got to be on the lookout. You know, faith is some of the things we hope for. It's like a picture of someone standing at a bus stop looking for that bus. I know that bus is coming. Where's that yeah. bus, right? That's, That's what hope picture. is a, like your neck out. It's extended looking, right? Mm-hmm. And I was looking for God. I led worship that night. I didn't sense anything. The word came forth at night, didn't sense anything. After church, now I'm getting to a deep place because I'm like, shoot, is there sin in my life? God, it, 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 where's God? Mm-hmm. I'm nervous right now. Mm-hmm. The clock is ticking on God I, to be yeah. faithful. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst, right? That's the worst. I felt this darkness come. I don't know how to explain it. I felt this darkness come over me. I literally... From the inside, I said, Lord, if you don't show up, I think this is it. Because I felt demonic presence. And I'm mm. at church, mind you. Yeah. I heard, the Bible says that when the God's in you, out of like water, like a river comes flowing yeah. out of you. I heard this like water, like a river coming out of me. Mm. I believe in you. Mm. And it just shook me. As, and like that darkness went away. I go, wait, what? And I'm trying to process my whole life, I know God is supposed, we're supposed to believe in him. Is this even scriptural? Mm. See, our own understanding, a lot of times, like, that's not scriptural. How, my brother, I love my brother. But when I told him that, he's like, that's blasphemy. Mm. God doesn't believe in you. just but nothing but just, and he meant well. Right. He was, in his own understanding, it's like, I, what I read the scriptures, we're, we're just scum and God saved us. So anyways, there was a later conversation. So anyways, I go home that night. 
I'm mulling on that. I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning. There's still heaviness on me. Yeah. I go to my word. I start reading Ephesians. I literally take my Bible. I get on the floor. I read Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. I start bawling. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to know who you are, read Ephesians 1, 2, and 3 because Paul's prayers, you know, that, that the eyes of your heart would be open to know the calling that who's living inside you. He prays his prayer because a lot of us are walking in ignorance because we don't even know what we have inside yeah. of us. I'm bawling my eyes. I have this encounter with the word of God. He placed us in Christ. He broke down the wall. He seated us in heavenly places. That in the times to come, Ephesians 2, he says that in, in, the, in, the, in the ages to come. So now when we're in heaven, he's going to show us his kindness and goodness. We're going to be on display, understanding. Like when we just thought we saw how good God was, we're going to see a whole other side. He'd be like yeah. just blown away. So anyways, I have this encounter with the word. I wipe my tears. I get off the ground. And I turn my TV on. It happens to be on TVN. Uh-huh. And there's a preacher on it, Jesse Duplantis. Literally, guys, yeah. the first words that come out of his mouth is, the Lord told me something the other day. And he explained the story. And he said, the Lord said this, I believe in you. I oh. wanted you to know the Lord believes in you. He believes that you can do it. And, and when I studied, I mean, I a numbness just came oh, all over I'm me because sure. I couldn't believe that God believes in me. Yeah. When I looked it up scripturally, I started understanding, why does God believe in this? Because Christ lives in me. He doesn't yes. believe in anything of my flesh, yes. but he believes in me because that same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in me. Mm-hmm. And and the Bible says that God hopes all things, be- love believes all things, hopes all things, loves all things, wh- whatever that scripture yes. is. But it says love believes all things. The Bible says mm-hmm. God is love. When you study it, you begin to understand when you see what he says to get in, go in your strength mm-hmm. and go fight. So if God is given in the strength, he believes in yeah. us. Man, I've been stuck in 1 Corinthians 13 in the faith, hope, and love, which is ridiculous because people hang it up in their houses all the time. And like these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And I've been like, tell me what those are. If those are the three that matter the most, what does it actually look like to live by faith, to have hope, and to love? And I mean, it is, how do we get stuck in those random like little verses like that? Or, first, or Ephesians 1 through 3. I mean, if all of our friends would just go read Ephesians 1 through 3 yeah. today. And you will get stuck somewhere. Something will. will jump out at you that may be the same thing that jumped out at you or me or maybe something totally different, but something will jump out. Write that in your journal and then process why that jumped out to you. Hmm. And that's the Holy Spirit, right? Amen. Just teaching you. It's teaching us t- teaching us to this whole new reality. Faith is such a huge, sub- huge subject. We don't talk about it enough, I don't think, right? No. And, and I recommend y'all, I know I'm just keep saying this, but Keith Moore is a faith teacher. Yeah. Everything is done by faith. And when you start realizing how important faith is to God, how important, like he's, God said, Joshua, see, I've given you Jericho. That's a faith statement yeah. because, you know, I have a song called stand in faith. It says, you know, I will oh, stand I in faith. I will walk in faith. I will live by faith. I will see by faith. Mm. Want, here's another one. I'll receive by mm. faith. Do you know we receive by faith as well? And so your confession could be like, whoever's listening, I receive God, the, the, everything you could just say, even everything you have for me. Mm -hmm. So I believe that God has already written all of our stories Mm. and it is our responsibility to have the faith to believe because Psalms 139 says, David says, you've written my story as in a book, Yeah, you know, and he says all the days laid out before I even walked one of them. The enemy has also written a story for us, Mm. but if you walk in fear, you'll connect with the story of the enemy, right? Yeah. Not interested. No, me neither. No. But if you walk in faith, you'll begin to connect. So simple faith statements like, God, I I I receive today 
everything that you have for me, every breakthrough, yeah. every good, uh, every setup that you've already ordained. Yeah. I receive the financial breakthroughs. I receive the healings in my body today that Christ paid for. Mm-hmm. You, if you see this in here, and that's where the word of God is so important because it's the word comes as a capsule and changes the image mm-hmm. of who God is and who you are. Mm-hmm. And then you can start out of the abundance speaking faith statements. Yeah. I sat with a friend of mine this weekend and we said, it, the things you're believing for, if God did them tomorrow, how do you want to live today? Mm. How does that change today? If you knew he was going to answer your prayer tomorrow, how would you live today different? And and so we've been thinking about like as a faith, wow. like if I believe God's going to actually do the things that I believe he's going to do, but it'll be tomorrow and not today. Well, I've got some stuff to do today, right? Like I've got some things to think about today because he's going to change my life tomorrow. Yeah. And not only that, but there'd be like this joy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's tomorrow. And then you get to tomorrow and you didn't get exactly what you thought or you did. And then you go, well, then what if he does it tomorrow? What should I do today? Wow. That sounds way more fun to me than going, oh, he didn't answer my prayer exactly the way I prayed it. And I don't know what to do with that. Instead, I'm trying. I'm not great at this all the time, but I'm trying to go, well, what if you do it tomorrow? Can we pivot off off that? Because you said something interesting that comes to my mind is that because we go, what if he doesn't? Well, guess what? Just like my story, even though the prayer wasn't answered the way that I saw, look what the Lord has done. Mm. He, he's restored me. And, and, and I mean, I, you have like a Job story. Yeah. I mean, like lost your wife and now wife, four kids, massive career. I mean. God has given me double for my trouble. Yeah. And, and we're, I feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah. But here's the thing, the unnecessary pain that I walk through because that you know when the enemy sees our pain he looks for cracks in our foundation that's always found in our faith what it, what mm. it, you know Jesus said the enemy's trying to steal your faith and sift you like wheat wheat right the enemy's after our faith that's why Paul says fight the good fight of faith and a lot of times faith is going to be developed in in when your prayers aren't answered but we can rejoice and say, but God, you said you're going to work everything for yes. my good. And so, yeah. you know what? Instead of wallowing in the pain and depression, and, and this is something I want to address too, because people will be, well, you lost your wife. I lost my child. That's irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Or my mother. Or let me tell you this, the foundation that you're setting that on is a wrong foundation because nobody, wife, child, mom, dad, is ever replaceable. Right. So that's a wrong foundation to say that. And, and and then what I say to that is that the same God who formed your heart, who made the heart, who who created the family unit, is the same God who can restore that mm. heart and heal that heart better than it ever was. Yeah. But only f- people of faith who get in the Word and see that, it, because the the devil wants to come and say that's never going to change. You can never get your child back. You're right. You're right. You can't get your child back. But the same God who can heal your heart to like Job, make you forget the pain of your past. It can cause you to rejoice in this moment because of his goodness, because you weren't created. And I, this is going to be maybe a hard statement to receive, but you weren't created to, 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 for your, for other people to be your everything. You were right. created so that God could be your all in all and him, you know, you're all the, the vice versa. You're his all in all and mm. he's your all in all. Yes. And that's only where satisfaction comes out of. Yes. And this is the type of this is the type of faith that we need to have is believe the impossible because all things are possible. Mm. So the listener, what what is that impossible thing that you're that you're facing right now? The Bible says all things are possible when you believe, mm. you know, and it is work. It is work to have faith. 
But it, it, is. it is the work we are meant to do. Amen. It is the work we're faith, meant to do. What faith does. Right. Faith says, right? Mm-hmm. Faith, if, if God gives you a word, like for me, when I was talking about the house, I had to just come in agreement with it. A lot of times that's the biggest battle than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, to agree. And because you're putting your hope out there again. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I believe I can hear God. I believe he's shown me a path. I will choose to walk in it in hope, even though I do not see the end yet. But I've seen the end. Who are some people? Joseph, right? Yeah. Joseph had to see. But remember, I think one thing I remember, guys, don't go just have faith now for any old thing. That's it. One thing uh, one, one thing that, that Keith Moore says is, you know, someone can't come up to you and tell you, go start a ministry, mm. right? He said, because you... You, you can only have faith for what God speaks to you, yes, right? Because yes. you'll build your life on his word and not yeah. someone else's word. So, but, but at the same time, let's make it more practical, though. You don't have to wait for some angel to come and deliver your word. Start practically. The Bible says if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. So if you're delighting in God, automatically he's placing the right desires in you. Yeah. And if you feel something stirring in you to start a ministry, you can begin to start slowly, begin to like, Gideon begin to test God in it and say, hey, I'm sensing this stirring over here. I want you to start showing up and start confirming your word that's happening on the inside. Yeah. I said to the Lord uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said, what am I supposed to do when I'm right in the middle of seeing you do the thing? Like, I feel like I'm seeing the prophetic come true in an area. And I was like, "I, what am I supposed to do now? Because it's not done, but it started. And the Lord just said, just worship. And I was like, that's it. That's it. There's nothing. I can't fix it or speed it up or change it. But I but I know what I'm seeing because I've already seen it. <laughs> and so then he was like, just worship. Just worship me and let me do it. I was like, okay, I can do that. And I turned some, I was in a hotel room in the middle of nowhere on tour and turned some music up loud. And I was like, I'm going because that's what you said when I see you doing the thing that I've been asking you to do in this one area that I should just worship. I don't have to do anything about it. I just have to worship. We're out of time. We didn't oh, even hardly man. talk about Jesus people, but that album comes out today. It's, I mean, how everyone isn't going to show up at all your shows and <laughs> listen to your album on repeat when they know the kind of pastor you are in your heart. Oh man. Well, thank so, you. What a gift. Well, I would just say this, you know, if, if people listen, I'm grateful for their support. Annie, I'm grateful for you even shining a light on it. And I really do ask the Lord for, for messages in my song. I know that probably sounds weird, but he's no. the greatest artist. That yes. there's ever been. Yes. He's the greatest podcaster that's ever been. That's right. He's the greatest entertainer. And what I'm saying, why do I say that? Whatever he is in your vocation, he can you can be the second greatest ever was because your daddy has got the key. And so yeah. I really look for that key in my music. Yeah. And I'm not saying every song was a word from the Lord, but a lot of them. Oh, were, you can, were things the Lord yeah. had begun to drop in my heart and speak to me. And so yeah. I hope it ministers and I hope it, it shared if it ministers to you and let other people receive that ministry as yeah. well. Yeah. One of these days, you and me and Christine DeClario need to get in the same room because mm. then the prophetic conversation will go off the chain. Dude, that girl. Isn't she awesome? She's unbelievable. I mean, we went to Ecuador together with Compassion International a couple of years ago and have been like pals forever. So she'll just call and be like, I've got a word for you. I've got something, something stirring. I'm like, bring it. She just was at, we, she was at my house this past week. We had her husband and yeah. a few other artists over because uh, we did this event, this worship together event. Yeah, yeah. And um, man, she just said, so, she doesn't even know when she's prophetic. Uh, right. She just said something. I asked her a question. She began to unload and it really was a key 
to how to handle stress in my life. Yes. I didn't even realize, but she had just told me what she was walking through and all these things. And I'm telling you, I handle stress in such a different way. Yeah. All because of a simple key that she gave me. And that it. That's that's the Woo. gift. That's the gift. Okay, the last question we always ask. Yes. Danny Koki, mm-hmm. please come back anytime you want. I feel like we're just getting started. Oh, me too. And this I, is so fun. What an honor to sit here and do this podcast. And I hope oh. nobody thinks that our lives are perfect. I'm living this oh, out. Gosh, no You're kidding. living this out. Yes. Hey, we're all just encouraging each other right now. Let's go do the work now, that's right? That's right. That's right. I cried twice. People know. Okay, the last <laughs> question we always ask. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, yes. tell me what sounds fun to you. Woo. You guys, what sounds fun to me? Playing basketball, eating. Really? Yeah, swimming Playing with my children. And eating? Oh, dude, <laughs> what is like my favorite pastime? Eating food. What is yours? Say. Go to my favorite restaurant right. here in Nashville, Jeff Ruby's, eating steak, shrimp. I mean, oh, come on. one of our questions from your tour manager, Steve, was like, how do I get a table at Jeff Ruby's? <laughs> I've never been to Jeff Ruby's. Oh, Annie. Where is it? It's downtown. My friends own it. Okay. So that's a big reason. But so she's a CEO. Her dad started it. They have several locations in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. It's a steak and seafood restaurant. Okay. But she runs it. The daughter, they're our age. She's a believer. Yeah. And they are on fire. Her and her husband, ex-NFL player, got injured playing for the Cincinnati Bengals. But yeah. fire for Jesus. They run this restaurant. When you go to this restaurant, I think it's in Cincinnati and Kentucky. Um it, it's a restaurant that you know it's supporting the kingdom yeah, of God. Yeah, great. Okay, Jeff so, Ruby's. I'll go. I promise I'll go. And it's, it's a very downtown. awesome experience. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's an experience. It's Listen, an experience. I'm here for so experiences. It's it's an experience. I'm noticing at my age, I'm more about the experience than I am about, like so like going to restaurants. A nice one is an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not just paying for what's what you're eating. No. You're paying for how the whole feel from start to the finish. Start to finish. You walk Same. away feeling like a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. And I hope it doesn't cost quite a million bucks. But okay, I'm gonna go. Depends to Depends on what you get. <laughs> um, man, Danny, thanks for today. Thank what a you. gift. You guys, isn't he the best? Oh my gosh. I've been thinking about so many pieces of that conversation since it happened. Oh, I just adore him. That was really, really fun. And I love when the Holy Spirit shows up like that and tells us some really interesting, fun, different things. So I'm here for it. Be sure to grab a copy of his new album, Jesus People, and make sure you're following him so you can tell him thanks for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds really fun to you. I will do the same. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Y'all are excited about this one. Stylish Jenkins from The Chosen. We'll see you then.